SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songe Zomabete on SAFM. Well, good evening again. It's absolutely my great privilege to be able to host the show. Now we take over, we take over the reins. And I want to thank Songezo for that great intro. Now the show gets on. I've got some great guests lined up tonight. I've also got um, JJ Tabane, who is a well-known media personality, someone who tells the truth to power. I first met him when he started writing open letters to people. I'm looking at engaging him about the state of our media and some of those discussions. I look forward to also hearing from you. You can most certainly call us on 011-714-2006, or you can send us a WhatsApp on 061-410-417. So let me kick it off tonight um, and welcome our first guest, JJ Tabane. Let me hear he's on the line. Good evening, JJ. Evening to you, Musi, and thank you so much for, for inviting me. Can you hear me clearly? I can hear you loud and clearly, my brother. Thank you so much for making time. I know you are a busy, busy person. If you're not writing open letters, you are telling truth to power. What is JJ up to these days? Uh, I only see good things about you. And and you have you have come to my show so many times. I would have felt very bad to say no. So uh, I thank you once again for inviting me. I'm busy with uh, a couple of things now. I'm writing about three books. Where, uh, one which is uh, two which are autobiographies. Another which is based on my uh, doctoral thesis, and uh, incidentally dealing with the relationship between the state and the media. And then I am uh, editing Leadership Magazine. It's, it's my seventh month. Uh, being the the new editor at Leadership Magazine, so that keeps me quite busy. Uh, other other than my show Power to Truth on ENCA, which is on uh, Mondays and Sundays, so quite a full plate. Uh, uh, you know, trying to do the the new normal because uh, most of those things don't require me to leave my study, except if I go to the studio for for ENCA. So that's what's keeping no, me busy right now. That's fantastic and. Uh, and I've followed your work. I've had a number of interviews on your show when you've given me tough times. So this is my turn to settle all <laughs> scores. So just, just bring just, it just, on. Just, <laughs> your your entire industry. Um, I, yeah. I I say it uh, like you would say it. Your entire industry seems to be discredited. We are watching Zondo Commission. Yeah. And we're hearing about journalists being bought uh, yeah. and money being used by the state. What is your reflection on the testimony that was put at the Zondo Commission? Look, let me start off by saying um, that the, the, I've, I've been in the communication and media industry, uh, you know, from my very first job. My, ver- my very first job was to be a spokesman of a minister of, in cabinet. And I've engaged with journalists. Some of the journalists who were junior then are big editors. Some of them have already retired. They've been kicked upstairs. They're managing editors, etc. I've met fantastic journalists in this country. And, um, uh, but, but those journalists live in South Africa, which is known for, uh, uh, unfortunately, and sadly so, as we hear in the state capture, for a lot of corruption. And, and so it would have been odd if there were no journalists who themselves were caught in the entanglement of that corruption, but I think it will be an, a, a far stretch to say that therefore the whole industry is discredited. I think that uh, we have had, if you look at the church, uh, where you would be able to understand me if I talk about it, you've got priests who are doing strange <laughs> things that are at odds with the church 
doesn't mean the whole church is discredited. Politicians, you yourself have just imagined of politics. I've always said to people, anyone who wants to find to find a, a fine gentleman must look your way. Uh, but you are in a cesspool of corruption in the in in Parliament. You are you are sitting next next door to a bongo, a Museven Zizwani, total liars, etc. But it would be wrong to say the entire Parliament is rotten. No, right? no, fair, no fair so, so so all I'm saying to you is let's I, let's ask who is rotten, and those people must go and answer. They can't paint all journalists with the same brush. So if the state security wanted to use some journalists in brown envelopes, like this is not the first time we're hearing these stories, let those people be exposed. Because to paint some three to 4,000 people who are doing their work as scribes and journalists and radio and TV uh, journalists in one brush because a few are found to be rotten will be wrong. No, I understand that. And mm. I have to ask you this question. And I yes. mean, uh, it is uh, it is not... I mean, it's not my job to decide which of the Soweto Derby, which side you are on, because the Derby does not leave no neutrals. But let me yeah. let me place it this way. Yeah. If I am a Kaiser Chiefs supporter yeah. interviewing an Orlando Pirates player, yeah. would it serve the Orlando Pirates player better if they knew that up front? Or if I happen to be on radio maybe as a so someone who subscribes to black consciousness, yeah. would it not be helpful for our media landscape to be able to proclaim that? So that as someone who's interviewing other people, would it not at least for me be fair to know, okay, this journalist is an ANC person or is a DA person or is an EFF yeah. person. They believe the following things. Then that way, I know when you ask me the question, I can accept the reality from where your perspective is, yeah. and I know you are you are taking a particular position because of your own personal persuasion. Or should yeah. we rather yes, keep the yes media and, as Yes we have and it? no, because uh, it you know it, it works in certain jurisdictions. So in the in the US, for example, you know if you are going to CNN, you know what what view they are going to take. They, they they have a particular approach to the politics in that place. Same in the UK, and I've studied these uh, jurisdictions less so in India and less so in the continent, right? In the continent, uh, even if you're on the journalist, to declare where you stand immediately becomes, uh, you know, a, a danger bay. Uh, so, so if you extend that to your profession as a journalist, you wouldn't want to do that because you will never even get to interview a single person in government if you declare that you're opposition. You know, because democracy is there in some of these jurisdictions haven't matured that much. So we can't just cut and paste what happens in the U.S. where media declares where they stand and so on and bring it here. I don't know whether you remember a couple of years ago, and I'm not sure which election it was, where media decided to say we stand with this one and so on. That disappeared after after a, a couple of elections because it just became untenable. Uh, uh, we had government even threatening to cut advertising from some journalists. I know that for sure Mel and Guardian was blacklisted by by. Uh, the Mbeki government under under Esopa had, uh, you know, City Press was almost blacklisted by the likes of Bladen Zimande, etc., etc. So once you state where you stand, uh, the, the the danger is that the people who to whom you declared you you don't stand with them, right? They become hostile, etc. That's why journalists then keep quiet about. Uh, where they stand. And that's why I'm, I was happy not to be a journalist and I just happened to have a media platform so I could state my view without worrying about whether people will think I'm ANC or I, I used to be COPE or whatever. 
And you still came to my show knowing I didn't hide where I stood. But does it mean that I can't be professional just because I don't agree with you? No. That's why I was saying yes or and, and no. When we are a more mature democracy, I think we can enjoy the benefits of journalists being able to state where they stand and not being harassed, not being arrested like we see happening in Zimbabwe, etc. So that's my, in a sense, uh, on-defense answer to that sure. question, Musi. So, well, well, uh, uh, fellow South Africans, tonight you are joining us. Uh, obviously, I'm with JJ Tabane. We're discussing many things that are affecting South Africa. Is uh, and also, if you'd like to give us a call, please dial us on 011-714-2006. And um, if you'd like to send us a voice note, please make sure it's under one minute and make sure you keep a clear background. And uh, you can send it on 0614144107. Seven. I've got a caller who is calling us right now. And so I'd like to take a call, uh, JJ, if you're happy to stay with us. I'm going to take those two calls quickly and then be able to get your responses. Let me go to the first caller, and it's Mike in Newland, Cape Town. Yeah, hi, Moosey. Hi, good evening. And JJ, good evening. Both of my favorite people. And JJ, I never miss your show. Uh, to comment first, I want to disagree with you, JJ. I think the entire parliament is rotten. I think that's a bad analogy, because if you've got a parliament that uh, an ANC government that's prepared to sit in parliament and be quite comfortable with the likes of prime evil being paid 240,000 rand a month, and you telling me one or two of the ANC MPs there are good guys, I don't think so. They're all guilty by association. But the question I would like to ask both of you is this. Um, you, uh, I heard the comment earlier by Sengeza about whites and the blacks in fact are playing second fiddle and, and the whites are in charge and so on and so forth i i always felt and when i got involved in the anti-apartheid struggle way back in the day when i was young and stupid i thought that we were all going to be equal and i was shocked the other day to see an advertisement on the net from the government department saying only blacks need apply it's not that is not what i got involved with politics it's not why i supported the anc and i don't believe that black people are inferior but it seems to me that I'm in the wrong, because if you're not black in South Africa, apparently you're not going to get anywhere. And what happened to this great South Africa that we all thought was going to come along where it would be just simply the best man for the job? I don't fear black people running South Africa, and I certainly don't fear black people in government. I don't fear them at all. But I want the best black people. I don't want people in power because they're black. And that seems to be the general narrative these days. So that's my comment, and that's my question to both of you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Mike, for that question. And I'm going to take the second one, Sakila in Devon. Of course. Yes, uh, <laughs> you, you, must oh, yourself, you must behave yourself on social media. <laughs> You're savage. <laughs> right. But I wanted to address JJ. I think Dr. JJ Tabane is downplaying the problem in our media. He is just saying, you know, it's only the, the bad few guys and, and others are right. No, JJ, you see... The media space on its own is problematic because the media is privately owned, JJ. It is a, it is a corporation, and uh, the decisions are privately made, and what is newsworthy, and who should be targeted, who should be demonized, who should be felt. You know, all the stories in the private media. I have a problem, and JJ knows this, but I'm not sure why he's downplaying the problem. You see... We have the luxury in South Africa of being one of the top countries in the media free. 
<laughs> in the free uh, media free index, we are ranking even above France, uh, United Sa- States. Sakila, Sa- yes. Sa- I want to, I want to appreciate. Would you just hit your question quickly so yes. that um, we give my other question, followers the time? My, my question is: um, is is JJ saying it's only the few players, or is the index has to be looked on it on it holds? Yes, thank you. JJ, just a quick one. So yeah. is racial equality elusive in this country as per Mike's question? And secondly, yeah. is... Let, uh, let me... Yeah. Let me... Seems like we've lost our guest, Mr. or Dr. JJ Tabani, but Mr. Maimani is still very much on the line. Mr. Maimani, you have touched on a lot of issues and the lines are flashing. So I propose we have just about enough time for just one more call. We will take just one call. It will probably be something that you will have to respond to because we have all of three minutes and 40 seconds before we take our scheduled ad break. So everybody must be listening and please adhere to the timelines. Okay, JJ is back. Mr. Maimane, then you might as well carry on. Okay, perfect. So so, so just to make sure that... Um let me give um, the next caller at, at, um, just that question I took. The last question was from Sakila. Let me take the quick course, uh, question and then caller, please, if you can just keep it brief and quick. Okay, now the call is no longer there, so carry on, carry on. Okay, uh, Musi, can you hear me? Yes, now I can hear you, JJ. You can All respond right. to those two. In yeah, a quick, brief, let brief. me quickly deal with the issue of Mike. I mean, it's an old debate, you know, and I know that I've given you and Herman and, and, and even John Stiennes in now a hard time about it. There is a place in a democracy for affirmative action. So let's not talk about this. Let's talk about gender. If we say women have been oppressed, it means that we are saying men must also stand up for women to be uplifted. And in order to do that, there may be a situation and a time and place in history for us to say, let's affirm women, let's prefer women for certain things, etc. without saying that you will never hire a man. So, you know, if, if you know, Mike has been part of a struggle, he will know that when blacks were uh, oppressed and not voting, we had white people who supported the cause of blacks to, 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 be, to, to vote. Some of them even, uh, uh, you know, refused to go on conscription refused to participate in the National Party elections because they they, they they saw bigger than themselves as a particular race. So it's a big, it's a long debate. We can have that debate uh, to make sure that affirmative action doesn't mean you will never hire a white person. It simply means that we need to level the playing field at some point and not and, and implement redress and not pretend that oppression didn't happen so we're all now equal and it doesn't matter the history. That's the first thing. And, and, and secondly, on the parliament... I'm not going to stand up and say all 400 MPs are rotten. That would be wrong. We're a country of laws. Those who are criminals must go to prison. Those who are not must be left to, to carry on trying to be better. So uh, you can't just summarize and lump everybody. All priests are, are rapists. I can't do that, even if I have an Omoto, so as an example. Even if I have Zondo in the Eastern East End who is, uh, who, who is into witchcraft. I can't say all of them are like that. I need to point the finger where it belongs. No, On the and, media, and just, same with the media, yeah. uh, Musi, right? The media uh, uh, it must be transformed. I think that uh, uh, the, the other caller is, is mixing issues up. The media must be transformed. We must have more media diversity. We must have more people to own their own media. And once they have done that, you will begin to see the freedom that we need. I'm not to, 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 want, to want to say the media doesn't need to be transformed. It needs to be transformed, just, just, but you can't lump all media in the same way. 
I've learned it from you. I'm going to have to say thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you on coming on for such a thank short you. notice. Please, I look forward to reading that uh, that page on, on doctorate. I certainly believe that the struggle for non-racialism must continue and it must mean yes. making all the interventions to ensure there's an inclusion. Have a great evening, sir. Thank you. And, and to all our listeners, and I know you want to have this discussion for a long time. I'm afraid we're going to have to keep the show going on and we're going to take a quick ad break. When we come back, my very good friend, Sivan Gezi, will be joining us.